Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the History Of, presented by the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one home for sports podcasts. I'm your host, Wolfie Tash. On October 17, 1999, the Staples Center was officially unveiled to the public. The 950,000-square-foot arena was set to become the home to three different professional sports franchises, the Kings, the Clippers, and the Lakers. Now, 20 years later, Staples Center is one of the most famous arenas in the country and has held hosts to many famous events such as the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals, and even a Democratic National Convention. However, the arena didn't grow to fame without some pushback. So, how did a sports arena become one of the most well-known entertainment venues in the entire world? This is the history of the Staples Center. Before we start on the Staples Center today, I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about my friends at mybookie.ag. If you're looking to make some money this year just by watching football, then this is the place to go. With mybookie, you can place bets before, during, and even after games have started, and it's super easy to use. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. And mybookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook out there. I only use mybookie to place my NFL bets, and you should too. And hey, if you sign up today using the promo code HISTORYOF, mybookie will double your first deposit for free. So remember, that's M Y B O O. K-I-E dot A-G and use promo code history of H-I-S-T-O-R-Y-O-F to get started today. You play, you win, you get paid. Now back to the history of. Prior to the construction of the Staples Center in the late 1990s, the Lakers, Kings, and Clippers bounced around between the LA Memorial Sports Arena, the Forum, and the Long Beach Arena. The Lakers and Kings both decided to move to the Forum once it had been completed in 1967 and would spend the next 30-plus seasons calling it their home. The Forum would grow in popularity and eventually in the 1980s was known as the mecca of L.A. sports entertainment. The Lakers would win five NBA championships during that decade, while on the ice, the Kings brought one of the greatest players of all time, Wayne Gretzky, to grace the Forum with his presence. The Forum was a great place for sports because it was on a large piece of open land, had plenty of parking to fill the arena at any time, and it was very close to LAX, which made travel easier for visiting teams. The Clippers would eventually join the Kings and the Lakers in Los Angeles in 1984. However, they played at the LA Memorial Sports Arena, and, well, you kind of know about them. They were really not able to see the same type of success as their counterparts at the Forum saw. While people in L.A. loved their sports teams and enjoyed going to their games, the city had an issue with the fact that all of their basketball and hockey teams played their home games so far away from downtown Los Angeles. At the time, only one sports team was playing near downtown L.A., and it was the L.A. Dodgers who played at Chavez Ravine, and even then, they weren't still technically in downtown L.A., as Chavez Ravine sat on top of a hill which sat above downtown, so... The city realized that they wanted to try and revitalize the downtown community. Now, 
For anyone who ever came to visit Los Angeles before 1999, they knew that seeing downtown LA was definitely not at the top of their list of sightseeing activities. The city had so much to offer in different parts of the town, like the coastal beaches, Hollywood and the Walk of Fame, and of course, Inglewood, where most of their sports teams played, whereas downtown didn't have a great reputation. They used to say downtown was the place you only went to find the train, buy illegal fireworks, or get a fake ID, and it was pretty run down. It did not have many attractive areas for people to spend their time and money, and especially not to take the family out, if you know what I mean. In 1995, King's owner, Philip Anschertz, was looking for a new home for his team, and he had approached Ed Roski of Majestic Realty to help him find a new location for the Kings. The two began to search different areas throughout L.A. to build their stadium, and they weren't really finding much success. However, they were approached by Steve Soboroff, who was the president of the L.A. Parks and Recreation Commission at the time. He recommended that they build a stadium in downtown L.A. adjacent to the convention center. Both Anschutz and Roski liked the idea of the stadium in downtown and began creating plans for the arena. However, when they proposed their idea to the city, the plan was originally opposed by Councilman Joe Walsh and Councilwoman Rita Walters. The two didn't feel that the public should have to pay for the stadium and told the group if they wanted the stadium, it was going to have to be funded themselves. So, finally, in 1997, after a year of debating, the two sides came to an agreement and construction began on the new arena. The new arena was being privately funded and would be named Staples Center, thanks to a $116 million deal with Staples, in which the arena would be named after the office supply company for the next 20 years. The idea of moving to downtown LA also attracted both Jerry Buss, owner of the Lakers, and Donald Sterling, owner of the Clippers, and with the backing of the two other owners, the three teams agreed to share the arena and construction began in early 1998. A little over a year later, on October 17, 1999, Staples Center was officially completed. The 950,000-square-foot arena would stand 150 feet tall, hold up to 20,000 people inside, and would be able to change from a basketball court to an ice rink and vice versa in under 90 minutes. It also became the first NBA arena in the country to house multiple teams at once, and just the second arena in the country for any sport to house multiple professional sports teams the other being MetLife Stadium in New York, as they are the home of the New York Jets and New York Giants. The inaugural event at Staples Center was a Bruce Springsteen concert with the East Street Band, and the first of the three teams to play there was the Kings. They played their first game at Staples Center to a tie with the Boston Bruins 2-2. However, later that year, Staples Center was quickly thrust into the national spotlight, as that first season, the Lakers would make it to the NBA Finals and take home the Larry O'Brien Trophy. And it would not be the last time that the Staples Center would be host to a championship game of some kind. Over the past 20 years, Staples Center has become one of the hubs of sports and entertainment. They've hosted seven NBA Finals, two Stanley Cup Finals, three WNBA Finals, two League of Legends World Championships, the 2002 U.S. Figure Skating Championship, the 52nd and 62nd NHL All-Star Game, three NBA All-Star Games, they were the home of the X Games for 10 years, and many, many more. However, one thing that seems to go under the radar a lot is what Staples Center did for downtown LA. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, 
Not a lot of people wanted to spend time in downtown before 1999, but now with the arena in the city, it gave tourists and locals a reason to want to go and check out the arena and downtown. In 2007, Staples Center's parent company, AEG, opened a $2.5 billion complex called LA Live. LA Live would contain an open plaza, a concert hall, a movie theater, a bowling alley, and lots of shops and restaurants to attract people into the area. And as the city started to grow a little bit, so did the tourism and just the overall abundance of people wanting to be in downtown. Once LA Live was completed, the city began construction on new apartment complexes and began to build more and more to keep up with the demand. And today, downtown has been transformed into one of the most popular destinations in all of Los Angeles. Today, too, Staples Center is one of the most recognizable venues in the entire country. It has been named Arena of the Year three separate times and hosted some of the biggest and most important events in sports and entertainment history. It now hosts over 250 events a year, including basketball games, hockey games, and concerts, sees approximately 4 million visitors each year. And in 2028, it will host all basketball competitions for the Summer Olympics, making it the first time ever an Olympic event will be held in downtown Los Angeles. In a way, you could say that Staples Center saved downtown LA and helped revitalize a rundown community. Los Angeles will always be grateful for what the Staples Center did for the city, and, and the Staples Center will continue to operate for many, many years to come. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening today. Be sure to check out the next episode of The History Of coming soon. And check out the Believe Podcast Network for other great sports podcasts like this one. Also, do you think the Staples Center revitalized LA? If so, feel free to hit me up on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfie Tash or on Instagram at Wolfie Tash 21. And if not, also feel free to hit me up and tell me why you don't think the Staples Center helped at all. I'm Wolfie Tash, and you've been listening to The History Of on the Believe Podcast Network. LA's number one home for sports podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.